This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that it's scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerd You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth to get no such pleasure from us! Parental discretion is advised. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The project tractor beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom on this January 29th, 2006. That's right. My friend here, don't base yourself on the playlist because it's the wrong dates. Good job, Sebastian. I know I'm really bad. But I've updated the staff page. Wow! So, you just can't mess with me tonight because I did some work. Yeah. You did? You definitely did. Are you... Are you getting on my nerves right now? No, I'm not. Yeah, you're getting on my nerves right now. I am? I'm sorry, Sebastian. Okay, so, welcome, Brian. Hi, Sebastian. How you been? I've been good, you? You've been good? I've been... Uh, Goodish. I've been all been right. Some bad. Okay, here, let me see. What I've been can... bad. I've been good. You've been bad, good? Been bad and good. Good, bad, bad. Bad is good, good, bad? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Audrey. Bad, good. Hi, Brian. Good, good, bad. Bad, bad, good, good, bad, good, good, bad, good. Yes, okay, good. Princess Bunhead. <laughs> <laughs> See, she got it. <laughs> Tom Wars. That's right. <laughs> you have to see it to get the reference. Uh, well, tonight the main subject is going to be Darkness 3, the Swarm War, and I would like to right now discredit some uh, rumors that were on the official site in the past week that we will be having Troy Denning tonight with us. Uh, no, we will not have Troy Denning tonight with us. Tonight we will be talking about just the book, the entire trilogy, its influence on the entire, you know, genre of Star Wars Expanded Universe. And the fact that it's the prelude to legacy in some sort of way, so we'll see what we can well, tell. I think it's more like the cap off of the whole generation the, the, and then the, the, the new Jedi Order. It's like that's 
done. This is the resolution to that and leading up to Legacy of the Force. Legacy of the Force. It's like the bridge. The nine book series. By Troy, Aaron, and Karen. Exactly. So that's, that's going to be fun. We're also going to have uh, Danny on the show tonight because we know how much you love Danny. Um, he has his treat for us, doesn't he? He's got this little treat for us, that's right. And uh, I'm going to mention something about Danny later on. But right now, Brian, how can people contact us? You can contact us by email at studio at swendirect.com. You can get onto our, our chat, check us out on the webcam, listen to us live, get to our blog, get to our Star Wars on Direct message board, all through the main page, which is www.swendirect.com. Com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at SWENdirect at Hotmail.com. So, Sebastian. So, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of way that people can get in touch with us. Of course. That's of course. just great. Also, you can, like, I don't know, like, beam into our minds. Like, use the force and make one with our minds. and Exactly. They can, they can exert their will. And I'll just be in class, and I'll just start, like, oh, I feel a pressure in my chest. I must... Go update the staff page again. Why? What's wrong with the staff page as it is? <sighs> well, there's a picture of Ikasra. Well, yeah. That's his fault, though. That's it. it. He doesn't have a good picture of himself. It was either the Stormtrooper or a picture of Alizé. And I'm not I, putting the picture of Alizé. No Alizé on my service. Please. That's 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 what I was gonna. S- that's exactly what I was thinking. So, there you go. When we get a decent picture of Ikasra, we'll. We'll put one up. 16-year-olds these days. Until then, just be happy I didn't put up the stupid newbie icon I have. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, we want to warn you that the sound card may crash during the evening. Uh, It's not, like, godly or anything. But, 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 but it's been good to us thus far. So we're going to keep on knocking on wood, and uh, hopefully it's going to work all good. And we're going to have absolutely no problem at all with it during this wonderful show. Alright, now a few things from uh, the producers. I want to say that I'm like two people in one. The producers. Uh-huh. Okay. That's because you talk to yourself, Sebastian. It's not healthy. Him and his alter ego. That's not true. Shut up, Sebastian. <laughs> okay. Will Tez? Yes. There you go. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> Uh, I want to tell everybody uh, who's been listening to the show that uh, Danny has been a great editor for the past few shows, and hopefully he will be for the next couple of few shows, but uh, his move to Ottawa might be coming sooner than we expect, so we never know when he's going to leave us, sadly enough. Uh, However, in order to prepare better for that, uh, we had to implement his retirement and uh, position as the editor of the show. So we, we, we sort of like kicked him out of a few things. So if you want to write to Danny, you can do so by writing to lunatic at swendirect.com. Uh, but if you send a vague email for him at studio, sadly it won't be able to reach him because he's no longer reading the studio emails. There's only me and Brian who are doing that. I just got a lot of spam this week. It's like, do you want to meet sex addicts in your na- in your region? Um, no, God. I got a Casra for that. <laughs> He's not my region. I have to go to Ottawa. Well, it's close enough. It's Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. And uh, I wanna I I wanna take like exactly two minutes to uh, 
to remember. Well, Brian, do you know if I tell you Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee, what what does that tell you? Gus Grissom. Who's about? Okay. Oh, oh, astronaut. That's good. That that's 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 good. And yeah. oh, astronauts. Oh, wait, wait, which mission? Um, um, um. Uh, he was one of the 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 original nine. He was one of the original nine. That's true. Um, but he was also the first to be on an Apollo mission. Was it? Oh, did they die in the Apollo one? They're they're the astronauts who died in that on, uh, on the first Apollo mission, Apollo one. And uh, sadly enough, uh, that happened on January twenty seventh, nineteen sixty seven. So that was twenty like over twenty years ago for the Challenger accident. Like 67 is like way, way back then, like 40 years. But Challenger happened on January 28, 1986, so that's 20 years ago already. And um, ironically enough, I came home on Friday and I decided to watch From the Earth to the Moon again, the great mini HBO TV series by uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And uh, just so happens that Saturday morning I wake up and I tumble up on the Challenger thingy and I'm like, Fate, oh, Fate, I'm your fool. So uh, I figured, you know, I uh, I give a heads up to those three astronauts, the Challenger astronauts and the Co- the uh, Columbia astronauts as well. So we're gonna go listen to the intro from the Earth to the Moon, and uh, we're gonna be right back to Star Wars on Direct with the best news in town, with the pulse. You're not reading your playlist properly, Sebastian. Yes, I am. It's there's okay. something first. Oh, you want okay. So Did we'll you see any the, movie? No, we'll go see the astronauts first. We'll go see the astronauts first and we'll come back? Yes. We'll okay, come. we'll come back. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Well, there you go. All those great men who died pursuing the curiosity of mankind 
and uh, women as well, because they're women. So, Brian, did you see any movie this week? I saw two. You saw two movies? Yeah. Well, of course, you work in the DVD store, so. No, no, I went to actually go went to the theater. I actually went to the theater? On, on Thursday night, Adrian and I went to go see Hostel, mm-hmm. which was bloody amazing. So cool. Is it bloody amazing? Oh, it's great. Like they they drill into somebody with a drill, like into his all over his body, like into his thighs. It was awesome. And then he tells me he can get up, but he cuts his hamstrings in the back. So when he goes to stand up, his legs just fall over, and he like falls onto the ground. It's awesome. And then the other guy is about to get revenge, and he sees the bitch who betrayed him. So he hits her with the car. But she doesn't die, and she just kind of like looks up on the ground, and there's another car coming, and she gets hit by that car, and she gets dragged underneath the other car, and you can see her legs flailing around. It's awesome. It was great. So Nick really liked it because it was like pornographic fantasy at the beginning. So like, oh my god, girls will do anything for you. But no, that's okay. Audrey, is that so? Well, I don't know. Is that so, Brian? Will girls do anything for you? No, no, no. no. I'm saying no. I'm saying that the beginning, because Nick loved it. My friend Nick loved it, and he he says he's in the chat right now. He he loved it because it's like boobs and then violence. It's like a pornographic fantasy. So it's basically. Oh my god! It's basically the best of both worlds. Yeah, I know. I didn't like the beginning as much as the violence. It was awesome. Girl jumps in front of a train, moving train, and then her blood splatters all over people. Oh, it was great. Kind of ends the fantasy bit kind of fast. Yeah, it is. It's great. (laughs) Uh, So, I also saw Narnia, which was really good. Which is kind of like, I saw two opposite movies. Ultraviolence and a kid's movie. I liked Narnia. It was pretty, but I, I, I really didn't like Peter. I've never liked Peter. I read the books and I didn't like Peter. He's such a jerk. <sighs> Is he a jerk? He's a huge jerk. Very pretty though. Very pretty. I've been meaning to see that for what month and a half since it came yeah. out. Yeah, same here. I finally got to go see it, and it was really worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely go see it on the big screen because it's totally worth it. All right. Did you see any movie, Sebastian? I didn't see any movie because I was too busy updating the staff page. You're going to drag that one out for, like, <laughs> ever, aren't you? Like, I was too busy because I was updating the staff page. Took me about, like, the best part of three days. It's Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably took you, like, 20 minutes. Actually, you'd be, you'd be amazed. Oh, maybe it, it took actually, you an hour. It actually took me three hours. but <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's three, just not uh, three hours isn't that bad. But so for the staff page, I think it's like very, very slow and a lot, a lot, a lot of time. But hey, eh. I had to find a good picture of you, and it was hard because Ooh, ouch. all the pictures of, that I have of you are just in such positions I can't put on the website. <laughs> uh huh. So you know how it is. All right, uh, Audrey, did you see any movie this week? No, I've been working night shifts this week, so I've had very little life sleeping in the day and working at night, so having kids in between. That's (laughs) not fun. No. Not fun at all. No, one of these days I'll make it out. (laughs) I'll escape. (laughs) I'll go to the movies. Well, isn't there anything uh, 
scheduled for uh, for in terms of movie night for the Montreal Fan Force pretty soon? Or um, no, not yet. We're working on some different ideas, um, but there's nothing solid work, uh, worked out yet. Well, still, congratulations for putting life back into those uh, those forums because uh, it's been a while. Yeah. So, all right. Well, who's in the chat with us right now? Uh, right now we have Adria, we have Cocky171, we have you, we have Delos, Dookie13, E5150, Casra, Gambor, myself, uh, Brian, um, Madcap1. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Methab, Nick, Octavius3, Skylover, Snakes, Thrawn, THX1139, and Tigerclaw. Yes, we do. All right. Well, Audrey, do you crave for information? Is there like a need for you to get all your information? When I can. Well, where do you go? Who do you go to? Only one person, Kit Fisto and his pulse. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the Pulse for this Sunday, January 29th, 2006. So, um, there's been rumors circulating that the Star Wars films will be coming to Sony PlayStation Portable in its UMD format. Crap. Oh, no. Ah, no, it's not true. So, um, but, you know, they say that they, they haven't totally said no to it. To the idea. To the idea, but not for the present future. I hope it never fucking happens. UMD is a big fucking mistake, and anybody who invests in it is stupid. Go buy yourself a $200 portable DVD player, or better yet, a laptop, and buy regular DVDs that you'll be able to play anywhere, not just on your fucking PSP, which has a shitty battery life, and once you watch your movie, you won't be able to do anything else with it, because you have no more battery power. We would like to take a moment to reposition the, the crews and other staffs of Star Wars on Direct have no other op- have other opinions than themselves than the ones that were stated in the following statement by Brian. Yeah, I don't like PSP. UMD is stupid shit. Just as much as normal DVDs, just less on them. And they're not as useful or compatible with anything else. That makes sense, people. No, it doesn't. Anyway. So, now I'm going to move into more video gaming type news, and um, that's pretty much all I have this week. There's going to be the uh, expansion pack for Xbox Live is going to come out for Battlefront 2, and you're going to be able to get that starting on uh, in two days, which is, um, I guess that would be Tuesday, and it'll be a uh, 4.99 download, and it'll be two new heroes, Kid Fisto and uh, Asajj Ventress. And there will be uh, new battle maps, including Yavin 4, Arena, a Bespin Cloud City, uh, and two on Renvar, which is the Harbor and Citadel. They kind of seem like the maps that we had in um, Battlefront 1, which is they had two Renvars. Um, so, there'll be, there's going to be assaults added to pre-existing maps on Coruscant, Majito. Um, Naboo and Renvar's Harbor, and, and will ha- Renvar's Harbor will include a hunt mode featuring uh, Wampas. So you'll have Conquest, Capture the Flag, and Assault on all the new maps as well. Um, 
So it would be very cool. A bunch of new characters, uh, new heroes, and new maps for uh, Battlefront 2, which is awesome. Um, also, when you're looking at more Empire Wars, of course, we had last week the demo was released, so that's a big deal. People have been playing it. Apparently, it's very complex from what I've heard. Um, the developers chat has took place on the 23rd. I'll post that, post the link in our Star Wars on Direct forum after the show, as part of our show notes. Um, and there's a review that you can go read on theforce.net as well. I'll put that as well on the um, show notes. Uh, File Planet has a competition where you can, for people who uh, downloaded the demo in the last few days, and uh, it'll be a chance to win a signed copy of the Empire at War Collector's Edition among other prizes. So that's at FilePlanet.com. Um, the Star Wars developers, uh, Lord Pal, has announced that the changed player-to-player in space that will come out in the future is you can check out the messages in the uh, the whole big thing in, uh, in the show notes after the show. The hot f- there's an unexpected hot fix that came out on Wednesday, and it uh, made the RIS armor looted components lootable again, as well as some changes to the legacy of the Force quests. Hot fix 27 is still unscheduled, but developers say that it'll probably be one of the biggest patches in Star Wars Galaxy's history, whatever the hell that means, because they say that every single one that comes out. Um, it seems that a developer has sent a PM to one of the former Galactic Senators, someone who held a player correspondent rank before the NGs, saying that the published 29, which is scheduled as a trader craft or revamp, will actually include removing many, if not all of the crafting professions currently in the game. Ten minutes after the post was this was posted on the f- forum, the thread was deleted, which un- which unusually because the devs and moderators usually only lock posts when they are rumors. Full transcripts of this PM will be on the Stars on Direct forum after the show, so you can check it out. There's also a uh, Station.com blog available. John S. Medley, the president of the blog, is now available on blogs.station.sony.com. It gives us, he gives us thought about the online PC gaming industry. And thank you to Ecastra for this wonderful news. Thank you, Ecastra. Thank you, Will. That's great. All right. Well, as every week, we're going to go into the like community update of the... Well, watch out with my cover. Where'd you get it? Well, that chapters. <laughs> Where else? Okay. But it's early. It hasn't come out yet. Yes, it has. I thought it came out on the 31st. No, yes, it, it came out last week. You're late, boy. Pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Audrey, it's going to be up to you. And those wonderful fan audio news right after this wonderful little intro. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. 
So, so what's been happening in the world of fan audio in this past week? Um, well, long-time listeners of Chrono Radio may remember a 2004 segment which consisted of songs from Nashville-based uh, rock bands Bout. At the time, Chrono Radio was trying to help promote the group's debut self-titled CD, which featured 14 rock tunes. On January 27th, it marked the premiere of What Are You Waiting For?, the group's sophomore album. The new album features 11 tracks. You can find out more information on the group's uh, website at spoutmusic.com, and you'll be able to hear more of their music on several episodes of the MTV's The Gauntlet 2 this season. Um, in some other news, uh, Star Wars, StarWars.com's AudioCast series has been updated. This time, the audio file is a series of serialized radio advertisements for Star Wars A New Hope from 1978. It's the first part of a new small series dubbed Serialized Fun. This series is available only to hyperspace members, unfortunately. Um, and also, yes. in Bantha Tracks, <laughs> <laughs> Bantha Tracks celebrates the rise of a group dedicated to the galaxy's smallest costume. Former Requiem of the Outcast co-host Janine Garner appears in the Hyperspace Members area in an article from Bantha Tracks on January 24th online supplement. The feature is on fan-made Slave Leia costumes. You'll find Janine in four of the nine fan shots on the page. Unfortunately, once again, the area is only for Hyperspace Members. But I want to say great picks. Yes, I've seen <laughs> the pictures too. And some of the costumes I are really haven't. impressive. I'm on Hyperspace. They're great pictures. <laughs> well, what, what do you mean you're not on hyperspace? I, I don't have hyperspace because I'm cheap. Nah. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Yeah, not much. Girls with next to nothing on. No, thank you. Well, you were just so hot about it a minute no, ago. No, no, I'm not hot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, well, hold on. Okay. Hostile? I wasn't too hot on excluding all no, the nudity. You, just, and you wanted to see them get hit by the cars after. Yes, I did. <laughs> I wanted to see the c- getting hit by cars and the bloody stuff. That's why. Now, I let's think about a Star Wars version of Hostile, like bikini Leia's being hit by land speeders with their legs flapping from <laughs> the land speeder. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll go to the community update now. And welcome to this edition of the Community Updates. Well, I want to say that Lucasfilm will be at WonderCon. That's been that's been announced like now officially for sure. And uh, WonderCon is taking place in San Francisco on February 10th, 11th, and 12th. For more information about the event, you can go to comic-con.org/wc. Uh, here's a list of the few events that will be happening. Uh, Lucasfilm at WonderCon 2006. Uh, the force is strong with this one, and this one is WonderCon 2006. Once again, our friend at Lucasfilm joined us for a series of great events over the WonderCon weekend. Uh, there's going to be a Lucas licensing portfolio review. Do you have what it takes to create art for the Star Wars galaxy? Troy Alders, our director at Lucas Licensing, will conduct portfolio reviews, provide critiques, and offer tips for aspiring artists. This is on February 10th, on the Friday, from 3 to 5 p.m. in room 2022. Uh, this is going to be like the uh, American Idol of Star Wars arts universe. That, that I, I'd love to be there. Brian, 
You think you can you can make the drive to San Francisco? No. No? Damn. I don't have a car. I'm sure your dad will lend you yours. <laughs> no? Okay. San Francisco is far, man. Uh, there's going to be a special presentation about the Star Wars saga, There's More to Come, by Steve Sansweet. The head of fan relation at Lucasfilm will share what's on the horizon from the talented crews at Lucasfilm, LucasArts, Lucas Animation, and Industrial Lights and Magic. Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith, the biggest box office film of 2005, may be out on DVD, but the saga is far from over. Letterman Digital Arts Center, the new home of Lucasfilm Limited, is in San Francisco's Presidio, and it's home to the next generation of creative minds and entertainment. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to hear what's next. Saturday afternoon, time is still to be determined. Lucasfilm will be presenting prize for best Star Wars costume at the Masquerade. Of course, uh, that's for all those those of you who are Star Wars costumers out there. The uh, WonderCon Masquerade is Saturday night, February 11th, at 7.30 in room 3000. Star, Warn- Star Wars fan films, Dark Side or Light. How do you take your fan films? Join Lucasfilm for a friendly competition between Dark Side and Light Side Star Wars fan films. All the short movies and late night presentation are selected from the best finalists in Lucasfilm and Adam Films' Star Wars fan competition. Now in its fifth year, the competition recognizes outstanding achievements in fan films, with the top prize each year chosen by Star Wars writer-director George Lucas. Come and show support for Light Side of the Force or The Dark. Those on the winning side will take home a Star Wars souvenir for the evening, Saturday night, February 11th, uh, time approximate after the masquerade in room 20. That's a lot of stuff happening at convention in Star Wars Universe, and that is great. So uh, that's just that's just perfect. Uh, there's going to be a Tucson Fan Force on, uh, in February. The will be occurring on Saturday, February 4th at 6 p.m. at the Books Bookman's Grant and Campbell location in their community room. Please drop by to join them. Items on the agenda are April April Food Bank Drive, April Membership Drive, the uh, MS Walk in March, Voting Constitution, Website Progress, Early Summer Ideas, and of course other businesses. You can go to the Force.net boards, uh, the FanForce boards, of course, uh, for the Tucson uh, City for more information on that. Uh, Waco will have their February reading meeting on the 3rd at Jason's Deli on Valley Mills. That's 3rd of February, of course. Uh, if available, they will be meeting in the sunroom at 6.30 p.m. Uh, you can get some more direction over at the fanforce.net website. And thus concludes the community update. Um, Brian, do we have a go or no go on Arnie and Marjorie? We have a go. We have a go on Arnie and Marjorie. All right. Well, we're going to call them. And uh, while that's happening, uh, we're going to leave you with a little little clip of, you know. No, we can't do that. I can't do that. Do it. Do it. Do it. I can't do it. Do it. I just can't. You make me cry. I, I'm sorry. I you can't. You make baby Jesus cry. Okay. Well. You're not making me cry. You make baby Jesus cry now. Well, that's it's it. out of my hands. Baby Jesus is crying now. All right. Well, we're going to listen to a short sponsor note, and we'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct. Kiss, kids. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. 
everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that it's scrap pile. <laughs> the following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up? And welcome to Star Wars on Direct and the, of course, collector's portion of the show. So, since Arnie and Marjorie couldn't be with us today... No, I'm just kidding. They're with us. <laughs> it was close for them not to come to the show, though, but they're with us today. All right. Well, we like we like the importance of a grand entrance. <laughs> That's it. It's you, you not make your, yourself desired. <laughs> so, what's been happening in the wonderful news of collecting this week? Well, you know how last week you told me about the shark or whale um, gunship? Yeah. Now they, they're going to have a regular size one of those to go with the figures. I know. I was just on Galactic Hunter because I couldn't reach you, and I realized that, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a Toys R Us exclusive, but you can pre-order it on Amazon.com right now. Okay. And we have a link at ReviewStarWars.com, so the people can just click on the link, and it takes them right to that gunship. You know, I usually don't like the vehicles, but this one's really cool. I it, think just because they've modded it. It It is really cool. It's it's all about modding the vehicles. You know what? I think Lucasfilm should have a modding gunship contest of some sort at like the upcoming conventions. Oh, I'm sure that's inspired many people who customize. I hope it did. The okay. other big thing that came out this week is the R2-D2 Tater along the lines of Darth Tater and the Spud Trooper. And I'm not liking this one as much. Are you, Arnie? No, not really. It's The other two were really cute. This one just kind of looks cheap. Yeah, it's, just, it's not as cute. The cutest thing is it comes with a little holographic Leia. Uh. <laughs> That's what they need to do is make it R2 Leia with the cinnamon buns that you uh, poke onto each side. A, and a Tater Leia. Yeah, or Princess Tater. Yeah, Princess Tater. He's not near as cute as the Spud Trooper who comes with his own little potato masher. No. Oh, well. Also, Master Replicas has uh, decided to release a third vehicle in their vehicle series. This is a Y-Wing, and it's going to be $799. What? And it is uh, resin constructed, and so it's plastic. No resin. It's uh, resin is plasticky. No resin isn't plasticky. Resin is like if you drop it, it will shatter as glass. <laughs> yeah. So it's still not a good buy for eight hundred dollars. Really not a well, good buy. Well, uh, we've never gotten into the master replicas vehicles ourselves, but the detail on this Y wing looks to be amazing. They're going off of the actual movie prop to build this Y wing, so it's going to look just like the ones in the film. Okay. And Gentle Giant, along the lines of their bus stops, is coming out with, uh, they're going to be importing some of Tomy's Star Wars helmet series, and those are going to be blind box like the bus stops, so when you buy it, you don't know what you're getting. 
They have a TIE fighter pilot, a stormtrooper, a Vader, an X-Wing helmet, a 3PO, and a rebel fleet trooper helmet, otherwise known as the dorky hat helmet. <laughs> so you're going to end up with 80 of the dorky hat helmets. going <laughs> to get the rest of them. That's it. But they're, they're really cool little little kits, though. They are. They're they're really nice miniatures. They're although they're how big are they? They're about the size of bus stops, so they're almost like so, well detailed Pez dispensers. So they're like the things that you had to buy at C three when you got the little foam topper things. Only these are plastic. Oh, that makes them better. That's it. And also, just to remind people, we still have a contest going on at Star Wars Action News where they can win a Yoda Gentle Giant mini bus or uh, Boba Fett or Han and Carbonite Saga figure, or the internet-exclusive Wedge Antilles figure. So for all the collectors out there who want some cool stuff, they can go to ReviewStarWars.com for all the details. We redesigned our site today, so it looks a lot newer. Ah, I can't wait to go see it now. Hey, say, I got two questions to ask you guys. Okay. First of all, I saw in Galactic Hunter that there was an at-at driver paint error that, that came up. An add-out driver paint error? Yeah. And when you look at it, it's like fairly obvious. It's it's all about, you know, the uh the the the, the pad in front of it that isn't like out out turned into gray, it's just like all white. So it's not really, really did that good. It's it's somewhat a really disturbing paint error. What do you think of that? Is that gonna be like a chase figure that you think uh, some collectors are gonna go after or it's it's a paint error. You know, when it comes to variants like this it's really not that huge of a thing. It, most people don't go after the paint variants. It's not well, going to be like... the variants, like with the current Darth Vader figure and the Saga figures. There's mm-hmm. the walk like the Egyptian Vader, because it looks like he's doing the King Tut dance, and then the regular one who's packaged like normal. So that's a, kind of a packaging variant. Which is an intentional variant. Yeah. This is a paint error. This was somebody at the plant didn't apply that last coat of paint. They didn't do drug testing on those employees. Some people really <laughs> seek these out, but most people don't care. I'm guessing that it will be really hard to find, but I'm also guessing not a lot of people are going to be looking. Okay. Okay, well, for my second question, I don't know how uh, how well you know your Star Wars memorabilia, but this week I got myself a latex uh, mask of C-3PO, and it's basically, you know, it's opened up, down the back of the head so you can put it on mm-hmm. and on it it says 1977 and copyright Lucasfilm Limited and it's it's just like you know carved when the latex wasn't quite dry so I was wondering if you think that that's actually a, a genuine article or just a copy I'm guessing if it has the copyright in it and says Lucasfilm Limited that you have a genuine item Okay. However, we all know there wasn't a whole lot of merchandising back in 77. They didn't weren't able to get the figures out. I know that they did some of those, you know, Halloween masks, which are the cheap latex and split down the back so they can fit a variety of heads. Yeah, that's it. And the, they're still pretty common, but I, I'm guessing you have probably something official. I don't know what that would be worth without a little bit of digging. Well, if you go with the Steve Sansweet answer, it's worth what you paid for it. <laughs> and, and I was just going to say, I'm, I'm thinking of sending a, an email to Steve to see what he thinks about it. <laughs> and that's exactly what he thinks of it. I think that's one of the most common questions he gets. Yep. It's always, well, it's worth what you paid for it. And you know what? I th- Go ahead. I, I think for 10 bucks it was well worth it because it's, it's a fairly good mask. So. 
It looks that way. I'm looking on eBay right now for you, and it seems like one of the deluxe full vinyl over-the-head masks goes for about $25 U.S. I'm happy with my 10 bucks Canadian, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being with us again this week. Any glad last words? Glad to be here. I'm very happy. So, glad we were able to finally make contact. <laughs> <laughs> it's our pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, and remind your listeners, our new episode of Star Wars Action News will be live tomorrow. So, we'll talk to you next week on Star Wars on Direct. All right. Talk to you next Bye. week. Bye. Right. Bye. So, that was, of course, Arnie and Marjorie from uh, Star Wars Action News. You know what's fashion? What? We got some of those, the new uh, line of figures at the store. Yeah. We don't actually get the three and three quarters, but we get we got some Unleashed, which suck. Okay. Because they're tiny, and they're nothing like the old ones. Yeah. They're small, the paint job is shitty, they're not pretty, they're crap. And we got the Transformers. Oh, you got the Transformers? We got the Transformers. Which ones? Uh, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, and Grievous. Mm-hmm. There's there's Luke apparently in the wave, but we got an extra case of Vader. So you basically got the first wave and uh, without any X-wing. Exactly. Okay. S- yeah, I don't know. I wanted wanted to see it, but it's no big loss. The only one that's actually nice looking is Grievous because he kind of looks robotic. You like Grievous, don't you? Yeah, I like the Grievous. <laughs> you love the general. He's a good character. He's interesting. He's got four sabers, man. Yeah, we see how the, fast the he loses them as well. Yeah, well, well, I have four sabers too. <laughs> <laughs> but can uh, you I handle them at the same time? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of the Obi Wan sucks big time though, because when you on the packaging, he doesn't even look like Obi Wan when he's transformed into yeah, like a robotic shape. He's kind of like this blob gorilla thing. He doesn't look too good, but you gotta admit that the actual Jedi Starfighter transformation is really, is, is really nice. Like the, I'd buy it so. just for the ship to have it for my miniatures, but that's that's exactly. Like, I'm it. not sure it's the quite the right scale. I think it's a l- it's actually way too big, but that's my take on it. Anyway. So. Anyhow, now you know what time what, what time it is. What time is it, Sebastian? It's Stormtrooper Bob time! Yay! And I wanna I wanna. Tell our listeners that it's the last Stormtrooper Bob. It's Stormtrooper Bob number 30. What are we doing after Stormtrooper Bob? Well, if I can get my hands on it, because that's not what I thought it was, we're going to listen to Stormtrooper Bob Special Edition at Star Wars Celebration 2. Okay. And uh, otherwise, I've got a few projects that are ongoing that I'm planning to put down. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll have... uh, Plenty of stuff that will be coming up, so we're, there, there not is, to worry. There is a lot of fan audio that we can input in the show to, you know, just uh, tease the fans a little bit about them and uh, have the fans have the fans go listen to it. So we'll make sure we ask for the rights to do so first. But of course, we already have a few rights. So I'll follow up on that next week, maybe, perhaps. But until na- until then, we're going to go remember Bob, and uh, we'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Welcome to Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 30, the final episode. Bob Remembered, Portrait of a Stormtrooper. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, 
The rebels are still riding high from their defeat of the Emperor six months ago at the Battle of Endor. Bob and his squad have dispersed around the galaxy. ICU-2, the unit's droid, has started working for a hollow paper. He set forth to write a column as to what would be known to work for the most famous stormtrooper of all, Stormtrooper Bob. Greetings, I'm ICU-2, and I'm here in deep in the core world at the home of Stormtrooper Twitch. Hello, Twitch. What have you been up to since the great final battle? Um, well, mostly I've just been blowing up mouse droids and stuff. Okay. And what are those two things you're mixing together? Oh, boy, this is a new recipe I was just working on. If it mixes right, then we'll have the most powerful explosive ever to... After his first interview got tragically cut short, ICU-2's memory gets dumped into a new ICU-2 unit body. The droid then continues to work on the interviews. Hello, I'm ICU-2, and I'm here on Tatooine with Stormtrooper Opie. What have you been doing since the final battle? Oh, well, I came to Tatooine with Mob and helped him set up his house, and then I got myself here in this real nice double-wide. Opie, you get your butt in here and stop messing around with that droid! Who is that? Oh, that's my wife, Bobette. She's Bob's sister. I was so lucky to find her. Uh, oh, okay. So what do you think of Bob now that the war is ended? He's my inspiration. I was so happy when he asked me to join the squad. Now that we're brothers, I just feel so lucky. This is Bob we're talking about, right? Yeah, why? No reason. Just trying to restrain my laugh circuits. Oh, but you get away from that floating thing and get in here and clean the kitchen, dang it! Yes, dear. I'll be right in. She doesn't like technology much. Yes, I can see that. Well, thank you for the interview. Ow! After being thoroughly horrified that Opie married Bob's sister, ICU-2 must spend a week banging into a wall, repeating nonstop, Why? 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 After overriding his logic circuits, he continues with the interviews. Next up, Nal Hutton. Hey, Miss, how are you? And quite a you, Ocha! Um, Angus, could you not speak Hutties? We need this interview in basic. Alright, fine. Oh, it's good to see you, droid. How are you? I'm doing alright. And what have you been doing since the Battle of Endor? Well, I floated around a while. I tried to go home, but found I couldn't fit through the door any longer. So I came here to Nal Hutter. I found where I truly should have been the whole time. The Huts took me in. The Huts respected me. And they even gave me a Hut name. It's Nabba. What does that mean? It means what a great girl. I'm not small, I'm not medium, I'm not large, I'm freaking huge! Is Nelvan a bit seedy and dangerous for you? Are you kidding? The doors are easier to get through. I got a couple of hot dancing girls, all the frogs I can eat, and soon I'll get my own repulsor sled. Why don't you have one already? Oh, this stock was made for the normal huts, but not for Nabba the Hut. I'm the biggest, the meanest, baddest hut of them all. 
No, they don't make one strong enough for me, so I'm having one custom made to hold the one, the only, Nabba the Hoot. Do you miss being in the squad? Well, I see you two. I will always look at the times I ran with STB1 as the worst times of my life. Bob was a friggin' moron. I should have been leading that squad. Do you miss anyone from the squad? No, not really. Well, I guess I miss... Nah, no, nobody. Have you seen Chewbacca or any Ewoks? No. no. Why, have you seen any? You, you haven't seen any? You didn't bring any here with the Guards! Get this fur-loving hunk of tin out of here. I always knew you were against me, I see you too. Well, if you never bother me again, I'll put a bounty on your head so large you won't be able to go near a civilized system for the rest of your natural life. I see you too gets thrown out of Angus the Hutt's palace. He then goes to Planet Hoth, where he has heard that Lewis resides. After searching for a while, he finds Lewis sitting on his throne, sitting high as the king of Tauntauns. Greetings, Lewis. Hey, that's your majesty to you, Hosehead. I am Lewis, king of the Tauntauns, and I will be addressed with the proper respect, you hoser. Sorry, your highness. Um, who is that standing next to you? Oh, that's, that's my best buddy, buddy, Boba Fett. He didn't die on, like, Tatooine, so, like, after he got out of that evil pit thingy, he, he, like, looked me up. And now he, like, hangs out here on his time's off, eh? Are you still in touch with Mon Oh, yeah, eh? Things are really heating up in our relationship, if you know what I mean. She wants to move in, but she has, like, this whole New Republic thing to take care of. But soon she's going to, like, give the, her position up to this Princess Leia chick, and then she's going to move in. We're going to shack up, eh? So what have you been doing since the Battle of Endor? Well, and I came to Hoth and found my Tauntauns. They were greatly in disorder. The, the Wampa attacks were just crushing them. So I organized the resistance, and we smote the foul Wampas, and we won our freedom. And then me and, like, Boba Fett, we set up a blue milk cartel, and we export all over the galaxy, eh? I see you finally got your blue milk keg. Oh, yeah, she's a beauty, eh? I was amazed when I found out, like, there's actually a bunch of these floating on all over the place. So I just, like, bought one. Yeah, and now I just need, like, a protocol droid. Oh. Well, it's always good to have a droid to translate. Translate? Oh, no way. I want, I want him so, like, I can rip his head off and mount it on the wall, eh? Sir, it's time for your blue milk dosage. Holy jeez, good. I see you too. You can't hang out if you want. Uh, bring it on. I see you too stays for days waiting for Lewis to finish his blue milk binge. After that, he decides to return to Tatooine to seek out the leader of the most famous squad in the galaxy, Stormtroopers. Stormtrooper Bob. Who's out there? It's me, sir. I see you too. What are you doing here, droid? I came to do an interview for an article I'm working on. Oh, well, okay. So what have you been doing since the Battle of Endor? Well, you know, I dropped everybody off and I came to Tatooine. And then, you know, on the advice of my dead Uncle Cletus, um, evidently I was supposed to come here and work on a beachfront property resort kind of thing. 
But um, I found out that there's only beach. There's no actual water. Uh, so uh, I had to adjust from there. As a piece of advice for you, Droid, and this is for all your readers as well, don't trust them dead relatives who come back and give you business advice. If they were smart, they wouldn't be dead. Obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At planetfandom.com. 
SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that it's scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerdling! You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth they'll get no such pleasure from us! Parental discretion is advised. Yes, that's right. You are listening to Star Wars on Direct, and parental discretion is advised, more especially so when my dear co-host Brian is talking. Pardon me? See, with language like that, we just can't let you go on. All right. Well, uh, for those of you wondering what uh, Brian was doing during the break, he was, of course, playing with his lightsaber. <laughs> Love my new lightsaber. Yeah. It's green and pretty and... And it's the best. It's Luke's lightsaber from uh, Master Replica, and in all honesty, if I can get my hand on a first edition of Luke lightsabers, I'm going to do so. It's this the same thing. This one's, just this one's better. No, it's ugly. No, Sebastian, the other one didn't have any as many sound effects, it didn't have as bright a blade, but it had a better handle. And it all resolves around the handle. Whatever. That's all I have to say. Of course, some people could, like, you know, bitch me up and say, well, Mace Windu has a nicer handle and stuff. No, it doesn't. That one sucks. Audrey has it. No offense, Audrey. I hate that saber. I like the handle. I'm disappointed with the blade, like you guys saw. The handle is so heavy. It's so heavy. It's just not worth it. This one's well balanced. That's why I like about it. Yeah. Didn't I tell you it was? Yeah. You're you're right. There you go. For once in my life, I was right. (laughs) About something. Quick, mark down the date. <laughs> <laughs> that was back at Star Wars Celebration when you took some footage of me actually making sure like 3,000-something people just shut up and raise their lightsabers. Yep. That's nice. I want to see that on the website. Yeah, I'll put it up. You have to put it up somehow. Cause that, oh, was that was such a great... I dared you. I dared you. Sebastian, <laughs> I bet you can't do it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually managed to just get everyone's attention on that rooftop for two minutes and a half, and it was great. Alright, well, straight into our main subject now. Swarm War. The Swarm War. The latest book by uh, Troy Denning. I'm going to take down the Outbound Flight project here and just like put up a little Swarm War up on the webcam. 
even though people won't be seeing it too well, but still. Luke on the cover, okay? Luke, like, just just first, striking I just like to ask people what they thought of me doing the images and the banners this week as opposed to Sebastian. How oh, yeah, did that, you like them, Sebastian? That was, I'll, I'll talk to you later about that. Oh, you didn't like them? Because I spoke to people and they liked them. I'll talk to you later about that. Okay, then. All right? All right. That's good. Okay. So, cover of the Swarmor, which we didn't see on the image. It's Luke, good. shouting, you know, striking, striking lightnings. It's very cool. He Isn't it? Doesn't actually he do, doesn't it do it in the book. ever in the book. <laughs> That's right. That's but we kind of gained. We already kind of knew that because we spoke with Troy Denny last time. And we were like, "So Leia uses a lightsaber in the in the second book. Does that mean that in the third book Luke is going to use Force lightning? Because Mary used it in in the first book in Joiner King. Does what does that mean? And he's like, "Well, no, Luke doesn't actually use, it, but it might mean metaphorically." And I have to agree, he does kind of use it... Um Metaphorically. Yeah. And it was funny because I sort of had a burnout on one of the websites I'm administrating. And I pretty much said to everybody, you know what, you got to get yourself involved, otherwise it's just not worth it staying here. So if you don't want to stay, just leave and such and such and such. And then I read the epilogue to uh, more. And I'm like... That's hilarious, because I'm doing exactly the same thing as Luke Skywalker that does a Grand Jedi Master. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> we understand each other so perfectly. Alright, so, since you've got nothing prepared, I'm going to ask Audrey to sum up the book for us. Okay, Troy Denning's The Swarm War. This exciting finale to the Darkness trilogy opens with the galaxy on the brink of an eternal war. Meanwhile, Luke Skywalker has other problems to face. Luke has called in all the Jedi from around the galaxy to an emergency meeting, which he hopes will finally finish the inner squabbling that has been plaguing and dividing the Order in recent years. Only two Jedi do not answer his call. Jaina Solo and Zek do not attend, as they remain joiners and are siding with the Kilix against the Chiss. Jason Solo's organization of an attack on the Chiss, precipitated by a vision, causes his trustworthiness to be questioned by many of his fellow young Jedi Knights, who are concerned that he is not giving them all of the facts. Jason himself is dealing with issues, particularly one close to home, his internal cause secret daughter. Jason's big secret, along with his continued appreciation for Vergier's teachings, have, sorry, have him teetering on the fence, trying to be the very good Jedi Luke and Mara see, while his new appreciation of Anakin Skywalker's use of his power for the greater good of the galaxy shows a darkness within that is hinting to surface. Worried for the safety of their daughter, Jaina, Han and Leia Solo take matters into their own hands and set off to find her. Of course, nothing is ever simple and straightforward for the Solos, and they wind up being in the right place at the wrong time as usual and need to get vital information back to Luke and the Galactic Alliance. The Jaina Zek joiner love interest subplot continues in Swarm War, again hitting home for the Alliance what being a joiner is. Despite the five years that have passed since the recapture of Coruscant, Jaina seems to have forgotten what the war cost her emotionally, but we do see more of the Jedi turmoil. Once again, we witness Jaina walk the path between dark and light, and although the continued temptation is there, her conscience wins the struggle and keeps her in line. 
Leia's coming of age as a Jedi Knight culminates in her skill, as her skills mature, and she is named a full Jedi by Saba and Luke. Troy Denning manages to bring the often-mentioned Merker mission disaster to an emotional close. Indeed, that Raynar was able to call the survivors to his side shows that the boy will undoubtedly play in a, a potentially significant role in the upcoming Legacy of the Force saga. Denning comes up with intriguing twists for all the major characters, but except for Leia finally becoming a Jedi Knight, the series ends without resolving any of the issues that Denning creates, leaving a lot of plot lines for the Legacy series. This trilogy is a great bridge from the New Jedi Order to the Legacy of the Force. It's very well written. So it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next series now. <laughs> I want to <laughs> see what happens to all the characters. Okay. <laughs> this morning you told me something about the Swarm War uh, that really struck you compared to the other two books. That it was the best of the three books. The most entertaining. I one. found it was the most entertaining. I found there was more periods during the book that uh, made me giggle or outright laugh. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I just I wasn't into the whole bug thing to start off with. Um, okay. And the whole like joiner and unified mind. It seems sort of Borg-like to me, and I'm not really a, a Trekkie, so it sort of just didn't grab me the way that some of the other novels have. But. Um, Moving through it, I mean, like, they concentrated a little less and a little less on the whole joiner thing in the end. But uh, uh, I'm happy to see that the bugs are squashed, sort of, kind of, not really, but, you know, like, well the, they're, they're the colony is going to come to an end, you know, and they're going to go their own way and, you know, not be unified anymore. They won't anymore. be as organized anymore. They yeah. won't have the queen bee. Yeah. They won't have their organization. And they're... You know, Thul isn't going to be there. They're yeah. not going to have the good and the bad. And the whole well, he isn't Unu Thul anymore. He's Raynor yeah. Thul. Yeah. He's come back to being the Raynor. person he was before. And I like how each book is really centers on the characters that, that are on the cover. Like, the first book was, like, Han, and then the second was, like, Leia with her whole duel with Lima Ra. It was so great mm-hmm. at the end. And then this one's such a Luke um, book. Because I kept, I got to the end, and then there, uh, Luke is fighting Lumi Plo, and Mara, and Jason are in, in EV, and I was like, well, the book's going to end, the book's going to end, the book's going to end soon, I'm looking <laughs> at the number of pages, and I'm like, there's not much left, there's not yeah. much left, and Mara gets injured, mm-hmm. and so does Jason, Yes. and Lumi Plo escapes, so Luke has to go after her, Raynor and Lumi Plo mm-hmm. alone. So I was just wow! It's such a it's such a Luke book, from the beginning to the end. It's all about Luke. I thought it was great. I like the philosophizing uh, of like the Force and the whole Jedi Order and how to like rein everybody in because you know everybody was going off on tangents and stuff. I thought it was interesting. And I different ploys on yeah. how he was going to just sort of bring everybody back. I really, really didn't like the whole Jaina bit. I could have done totally without. Okay, Jaina's in a starship. She's flying. Jaina's doing fighting bugs and chists. And I'm like, uh, is there anything interesting going to happen in these pages that I can s- that that I don't have to read? But see, every time Jaina was there, she was okay. with the bugs. 
Who can't? <laughs> no, but seriously, who cares about Jaina? She's just. I like, do. I'm a joiner. <laughs> I'm a joiner. Uh, uh, uh. I like Jaina's character. I just. She doesn't have a good character. Didn't like the way it was developed in this trilogy. But, like, we've talked about this before on the show. Do you think it's, like, Troy is the best writer for Han, Leia, Luke, Myra, and all that? Yeah. So, do you think, like, that the fact that he had to take on the young, the, the younger kids, that but he, he didn't but do he's such done a good them job? He did Star them in Star by Star. 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 He was the one that wrote the whole uh, And Star by Star was probably one of the best yeah. Jedi Orders. He knows all the younger characters. He wrote them all. In the previous novels, so, so I, I don't see. He just had a chance to develop them more, but unfortunately, he sent some of them off to Dagobah and sent one of them back to Hades, and you know, like the characters sort of fizzled out right at the beginning, and he focused on Jason and Jaina and Luke and Mara and Han and Leia. And That's okay. And the bugs. I don't mind that. <laughs> the bugs are really, really the low point for you. Yes, the bugs bugged me. The bugs bugged you. Okay. And uh, you, Brian, what was the the highest point of the book for you? Mm, I don't know. I really liked the 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 whole Luke discovering like his how his mother died. Okay, that was really interesting. And yeah. It's slightly different dialogue. It slightly is slightly different, which is cool. Um. I liked the way that Jason dealt with Luke with the whole emotional yeah, thing, he, and you know, like I, I the, love that, like the all the fear interwoven and how it was affecting his like his relationship and judgment when he was going to see Lomi Plo. I was like, I was like, I was like what, what, what's happening with Mara? All of a sudden, like, Jason makes yeah. Luke panic and get all scared yeah, because thinks that she's dead, <laughs> think that she's dying, and then like. Whoa, what's going on? Did, did I miss something? It had, I had to yeah, go no, back. I was back like, huh? to like, what? Did I, like, go to did, sleep did here? Did I zone out? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Okay. For me, it was really like the beginning of the book. Of course, I'm not past chapter five by now. You're a bad, bad man. You know which, which is really, really sad. Sad uh, to the extreme. But mm-hmm. so far, I find it really fun that Leia dressed, dressed herself up as a phalene. It's just really funny. Yeah, I liked that part. It was like, Han was like, alright. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. shit, she's hot. Still and and there she goes, time. like, and there she goes, yeah, the pheromones are working. It's like, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe we can take this costume back into our cabin later. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> see, that's the thing. It's like costumes that, that do it for Han. <laughs> she's got to dress up from now on. But see, there's a previous case with Han in costumes where he's like, you're going to keep that, right? And it was the Slave Girl Leia costume. Not yeah. in the books, but in the national radio drama. He, there's a whole passage about him saying, you're not going to throw that out, right? <laughs> you're going to keep that. And she's <laughs> like, we'll see. Oh, come on now. <laughs> keep it, keep it. <laughs> and, uh, no, but the the the, the actual, the, the part at the beginning where Luke goes really, like, daringly, after betting everything on the order, mm-hmm. that's 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 a move I never would have thought someone like Luke would have made. You know, I would have seen it coming from someone else, like yeah. maybe Koran or Kip or whoever yeah. else. Luke's not normally a gambler. That's it. Yeah. But he just like. We'll see what happens. It's like let's let's give into the force. Han's you know? wearing off on him after all these years. Yeah, playing that's it. Sabak hand. <laughs> it's like okay, now we're gonna play Sabak with you. If I win, you go. <laughs> if you win, 
I go. Mm-hmm. Could have could have turned out really, really bad, but in the end, you can see that you know we did it for the best of not only the Jedi Order but the galaxy as a whole. Uh, you know, Danny Kui could not be part of the Order and could be the Queen Mother at the same time. I mean, Tenelka. Uh, Tenelka couldn't be the Queen Mother. Thank you. And a Jedi okay. at the same time. See me bad. bad. I know you're bad. Just not good. I get the character in my in my mind, but not the you ever notice how like ever since the twins, there's always been a young child in the Skywalker family, Skywalker Solo family. Then well, there are the twins, and there was Anakin, then there's Ben. Now there's, there's Alana. So it's interesting. And it except nobody knows about her yet. Yes, and yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great scene it. that like. When uh, Han, when Tanalka has to confront her in-laws, and and she can't tell them, and That's she's it. like, "We'll come," and, and Han says, "We'll we'll come and visit," and she's like, "Yes, yes, that would be nice." <laughs> <laughs> I could just read that. Yes, yes, um, yeah, yes, 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 yes. 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 Right. yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, events and ship the kid off somewhere for the week. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> okay. Um... Do you think that the way the, the the story was laid out with the whole board thing, do you think that was actually an error from Lucas licensing? To give out like this basic plot to Troy and go and work with that? Brian? I don't, I don't think it was a, an error. I just didn't enjoy the plot as much as maybe some other people might have. Okay. I enjoyed it. I liked the bugs. You mm-hmm. liked the bugs? The only thing I didn't like was that they never told you what color Luke's spare lightsaber was. Yeah, that bothered me. It was like, all of a sudden, oh, Alimarar has my green old lightsaber. What, which one are you using now? Yeah. Like, just right, pick is it one the out same of the hand? Like, like, what? Do you, do you carry spares? or? Do you, <laughs> I want to know. Is it, like, your old blue lightsaber? Which was your father's? Because that's well, supposed that to be Mara's. Um, which one are you using? Are you using Anakin Solo's lightsaber? With the Lambent Crystal? Or what? What's going on? There's been a few juggling with the lightsabers at the temple. Seriously, are are you using, like, somebody else's lightsaber? Or what? Are you using... Whose? Tell me! I need to know! Mm -hmm. I need to know all the geeky details! I kind of feel weird, like... Like... Ask Troy, like, it, it, so, 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 what color is it? I feel like, <laughs> like, like Trekkie's asking Shatner, like, so, so, how did you escape the uh, the, the Klingons in Episode One Twenty Eight? Tell me, I need to know. For those Trekkies, there were no Episode One Twenty Eight, so haha. Okay, I got to know. And uh, right now, yes, we have the New Jedi Order that just occurred. We have the Swarm or well, the Darkness Trilogy, and we're going to Legacy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we could have jumped from the New Jedi Order to the Legacy series without passing by no. the, the the Darkness Trilogy? No, because it settles it settles that the that how the Jedi. That, that the Jedi found their place mm-hmm. in the galaxy. 
because it wasn't really sure at the end of the New Jedi Order where they were going to be, what place they would take. Um, I think that there wasn't enough Vong in there. I would have liked a lot more Vong. I was listening to the to the audiobook this week of Unifying Force. And I found that, you know, like, all the Vong is just like, mm-hmm. Nas Choco surrenders, and they say, well, you know, we're going to go live on Zenoma Seacott, but then there's only one scene on, um, in Joyner King about on Zenoma Seacott saying, you know, Tahiri and Telki are going. They're leaving. Like, but just like that? But, like, boom, we're leaving, and we, they don't even tell you, well, are the Vong, did the Vong cooperate and go to Zenoma Seacott? How are the Vong integrating on the planet? It was a big event. Like, are they part of the Galactic Alliance? No one says. They don't explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. You know, the New Jedi War was 19 books long. It's a lot of shit. Originally supposed to be 20 f- 21 book long. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you got to explain that, you know, that was a big deal. Yeah. So, a do you bit think more resolution there? Do, do you think that the uh, the Darkness trilogy is somewhat of a way to redeem f- from cutting two books from the the no, I don't think so. it's, mm. it's a way it's to a separate entity. It's not. A, it's it's like a bridge, a bridge between you know like a a, a rope bridge between two different eras, and mm-hmm. it's kind of in between the New Jedi Order and. The, the legacy because it doesn't say that it's it says that it's New Jedi Order era mm-hmm. yeah but it's not quite it's post New Jedi Order series and it's not quite legacy but they still haven't like really recuperated from the exactly there's still like wars, that whole so. um, it's reha- rehab it's the mop up stage where they're trying to reorganize government, reorganize the planets, re- reorganize the Jedi's role in the galaxy. And they don't like they don't go everything. into enough about how like the imp- the Imperials have reintegrated into society, mm-hmm. and you know they just say, "Boom, there's Plian. He's there." They don't say that the X Wings and the Tie Fighters are together now. They just kind of say, "Well, they're X Wings." That's it. That's it. I mu- Star Destroyers. I, I must say that it would have been fairly odd to just plunge into the Legacy series and seeing, you know, oh, uh, Tahiri goes back to uh, Zonoma? No, no, she goes to Dagobah. She's on Dagobah. Tahiri, Lobaka, Tassar. Tassar and Lobaka are sent to Dagobah. And who's going back to Zonoma? It's Danny Kui. Danny Kui goes back to Zonoma. So, you know, those people is just like, oh, then they just like, well, Danny Kui would have been already there at the end of New Jedi Order. That's explainable. But all the other guys, it's like, and Alana came coming out of nowhere. It's like, that would have been funny in the first book, well, you know? Remember you just the like last time we were reference. talking to Troy, he said that he was sitting on a meeting for Legacy, and they yeah. were like, uh, guys, uh, J- Jason has, has a daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that you, you did read. What happened in Dark Nest, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, 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 that's great. We can use that. <laughs> it's like, what? What happened? <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, tell me, Miss Fan Fiction, has there any, has there been any fan fiction on that yet? Uh, well, there are some fan fictions out there, but I haven't actually read them yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have seen some that are supposed to be like uh, 
prior to the legacy, some that are supposed to be in the legacy era, era, some that are in the darkness era, a whole load that are post-New Jedi Order. So when does legacy officially start? Like, what's the year? Uh, I think it's... Legacy is 37 years after Jedi. Okay. That's the year. So the year would be what? I don't remember. 37 after A New Hope. Or after Jedi, so that'd be 41. 41. Mm-hmm. After the Battle of the Avon. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, the motto of the, the, the upcoming series is 60 is the new 40. Mm-hmm. So. And the kids are supposed to be coming into their like late 20s, early 30s then. Yeah. Scary. I remember when those kids were born. And Ben. <laughs> ben will be going through his adolescence yes. crisis. Yes. So. He's going to become a Padawan. I wonder who's... I think Jason's going to be his master. You don't think so? I'm not sure. I think that it might start off that way, but I think that Jason's taking a dive to the dark side. He's you guys he's are really you it. look you look like you, you, sorry man he's going to the dark <laughs> side. He, he, I mean, like look at what he's done to the like to Tenelka's grandmother. Look at you know like. Different ways he wants to approach to everything to and just ben wipe even. everybody out, you know, to like all the bugs. And he wanted to, yeah. like. And what else you can know? you do with frickin' bugs, man? They're, they're, they're disease. The only way to get rid of them was to get rid of Reynoshthal. And he was right, wasn't he? Yeah, he yes. was right. Um, was there any way to get rid of, like, uh, anything else? No. You have to get rid of Reynoshthal. You have to. Sometimes you have to get your hands dirty. But they didn't get rid of him. They just well, they incapacitated right. him. But here's which the is like getting rid of. But here's the thing. I just wanted to outright nail the guy. Well, why it. not? Here's the thing I don't particularly appreciate about that particular theory of Jason's is that they're the the the, the bug actually unlearn what they've learned when you retrieve like you know the particular piece of the puzzle. Well, I don't think that the bugs really learn anything. They're guided by this master mind. Figure, yeah. And when the master figure is gone, it's all disarray. They have no leadership, and it's just mass confusion. And then they go back into their smaller groups, their little nests or whatever. Little clicks. Yeah. And uh, so I I don't think it's really a learned thing as opposed to just a, a guided existence. Yeah, but when you take a look at the course of history and all that happened, you know, they remembered the the the, the to- Toshi state. No, not not Toshi station. Uh, what is it? The the shipyard, the big center point. They remember center point. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, we built that. No, you didn't. But you know, they 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 totally remember that, so they would remember Raynor and Hunu Tol. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would have no absolutely no recollection of Lonely Plor. They'll probably remember, oh, we were on the Merkur mission. We were there. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll remember stuff like that. And I'm I'm, I'm scared that... We took down the, the Diversity Alliance. I'm actually I'm actually scared that they might have learned something and that we'll, we'll see the bugs again. Mm. I'm kind of scared. I'll bring my can of reed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the chist did not isn't it? Yes. Well, I was backing them hard in the way. I was like, go, get rid of these bugs. <laughs> J- just to be on the safe side. I, I, I really, I really, I was just really frustrated with the bugs. They're just kind of stupid. It got annoying and tired after a while. You know, I, I really didn't mind the idea of the bugs. I was just more pissed at Jaina, because she's a total dupe. What, is, what a weak character. To fall 
prey to the bugs. What a stupid idea. Oh, it's the will of the force. They're stupid bugs. Listen to your father. Crush them all. They're stupid bugs. I'm really disappointed in her character. Because I thought that she would have the force and the strength of will not to fall br- prey to these a bunch of bugs that are, what, controlling her mind? Yeah. Come on. No, I was disappointed in that aspect of the story. I like Jaina's character. And, and what? Like, she's, like she's going to be like series. that for the rest of her life now? See, that's one of the loose ends. They say that she's recuperating, but they don't say recuperating how or what capacity. What? You know, like... What if, is, is it just from her battle like scars, or is she like gonna be, you know, like drained of this joiner thing, or is this like a permanent problem for her now? What if her and Zach have like baby because of this? You'd hate oh. that, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. <laughs> wouldn't you hate that? I, That'd I be would awesome. totally hate that. No, no, it would not be awesome. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. I'd just be happier to see her off. go back with Jag before that. Or, or, or Kip. <laughs> I'd be happy to see her with Kip. Kip's too old. And but well, there is a line in there. Yes. About yes. that. Made me so happy. Even though it was not in the context that I'd like it to be in, but you know, Han's just saying it to piss off uh to piss off Jag, but just the whole idea that he's telling Jag to do what you have to, kid, and then he uh continues and he says, I always liked Kip Duran better anyway. And I was like, Yay! <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, but like Kip was like what, fourteen twel- or 50, fifteen years old when like uh, Jaina was two, and playing with C-3PO and making snowmen. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that age gap when they're adults. I have people I work with that have the exact same age gap. I know. I'm just making fun of you at this point. And I just yeah. want I just want you guys to take a look at Han and Leia. You know, there's yeah. It's not even a ten year difference. Eight years. Yes, your cat is weird. You just missed him, just like moving the carpet so he could actually get on the underneath carpet where he's comfortable on. That's weird. That was really weird. Back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it said you know there, there's the there's a similar age gap between Han and Leia when you come to think of it. Yeah, mm, it's like eight years. Is eleven? Eleven really? years? 11. Yeah. Really? That's it. I didn't realize it was 11. eight years it's or eleven years. Ooh. Eleven. A long time, not really. But you know, love has no boundaries. Well, I think that the whole Kip thing—that's a little weird because he knew her when she was a little child, when she was young. It's uh, one thing if they don't know each other when you know there's that big of an age gap and the difference is that big, but it's another when it's you know like they grew up together. I don't know about that. A lot of people go out with their like their childhood sweethearts and whatever, but. Maybe no, I know. I mean that like the age gap difference. Like, say like, Kip and Jaina. Yeah. It's kind of like she knew him when she was really young. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I just don't like her with Kip because Kip's a jerk. I hope he dies. Well, I hope he doesn't. And I hope. I don't believe he will. You I know think what? That they write out Jag before they write out Kip. If I they're if they're ever gonna kill someone out of the Jedi's in Legacy, I think Kip should be part of them. Oh, I hope not. I hope they kill uh, Kent Hammer. You really? He can go. No. He, no, where does he, he come from? Like, the new Jedi Order started, and he was like, boom, he's there. He's going to die of old age. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, he's, he's an older Jedi. And whatever happened to, like, Streen? I don't know. He's 
probably sitting in the clouds again. Yeah, it's a watching the birds. Wonder duff. <laughs> you know, that just happens that way. Is the force the force took care of him? <laughs> that's probably it. Um. So that's it. We're we're looking at legacy now, and honestly, I think that if one of the Jedi character has to die horribly in the <laughs> beginning of that series, Kip should be the one. You know why? I'll or get heartbroken. Or, you know why? Or Jaina. No. Yes. No. Yes. Then I'd have, I to, don't st- I'd have to change my screen name everywhere. Why? I'd be heartbroken. Why? I don't yeah. think Jaina. W- I don't think Jaina will die. But no, because she will live on to your screen name. Think That's about right. It. <laughs> uh, I'll be the legacy dies. of Jaina. That's the best of dies. I knew that before I uh, chose the name. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I chose somebody who's young and vibrant and who should. So is he. Well, just like you. Die. <laughs> yeah, well, I better not die anytime soon either. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, um, Kip should be one of the first because he's a twat. When we first read him, we wanted to just kick his ass. And Luke said, you know what, let's give him a chance. And we did, and all through the course of the years, now he's become one of the you know fairly good guys that we don't want to see die. But if he does die, it's it's just not as strong as Chewie dying. But it is still fairly strong enough that it's gonna prove that you know Legacy is is gonna be a marking series. Yeah, I I just I want to see more Lando. I don't know what's gonna happen with Lando and Legacies because it was like Lando did this. Lando they don't even actually show Lando. He's just like Lando's. He's talked Chewie. about. That's it. Where's Lando? I like him. It's got sex appeal. You know, maybe maybe it's something that could be funny, though. It's something that could happen in the coming books. That, uh, s- like, Ben runs to Lando to hide from Luke and Mara and the rest of the Jedi Order to take some vacations, you know, with Uncle Lando. That would it be, be more likely with, with Uncle Han? It would Han be Han is really close with Ben. Yeah, but the, here's, here's the problem. On would probably tell you know Luke and Mara not don't worry or about even it. Leia, yeah like don't worry about about the kid he's he, he's into my custody, but Lando will actually not care about telling them that <laughs> he's just gonna go on and like come on kid let's go play some sabak or something it's like let's use your force powers <laughs> or, or 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 let's go fix something or other. So do you so have speculation about any of the characters, like mm. other than who's going to die? I think um, I think I think Jason might turn. If not, I'm thinking about Zach. No, Zach's, Zach's been there. Zach, I hope they don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> I've had enough of Zach for a Seriously. long time. <laughs> but here's here's the thing: it's like he somewhat developed a big relationship with Jaina. Don't say it. <laughs> and sexual relationship. Uh, and here's the thing. Jaina's <laughs> Jaina's cutting him off. Yeah, she is. Like that. That can break a man. That can really send a man down the path to the dark side. Sebastian. Yes, I've been there. <laughs> so anyhow. That's that's one of the things that lead me to believe that we might see some of Zek going dark in the Legacy series. Mm. You know? He would have the perfect excuse. Being dumped 
by Jaina. Everybody's going to laugh at him. <laughs> You've been dumped by Jaina Solo. You know, that's enough to drive a man insane. Well, straight through the series, she's been saying that he's not her boyfriend. Yeah, but still. It's like yeah, but he, he's been turned down by Jaina for so, so long. long. You think he'd get the picture by now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, <laughs> Wait, hey, what part Jaina, of this Jaina, don't you Jaina, get? <laughs> like, can we go out now? No. No. <laughs> We go out we're, now? It's like, no. we're, no, I'm not interested. It's like personal life experience. Took me three years to get over, over this girl. So I can understand the poor guy. Mm. You know what? Mm. Brian's get raising over. an eyebrow. is like, mm. get like over. forget it. Yeah. And I think that they've pretty much made it clear that they're not going to rekindle a relationship between Jag and Jaina either. Yeah. He's since they've both been pulling... Blaster bolts at each other. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was really good uh, sequence in the book. <laughs> I, I like that. You know, they're fighting. I don't like Jag that much. No, I, I don't. they've developed him a little bit more, but I find he's still really kind of blah. On the fanfic world, one of the authors dubbed him Captain Cardboard, and I have to <laughs> agree that he really has no personality. I think his character had potential. But he was really underdeveloped the whole way through the New Jedi Order, and even now he's still sort of just blah. So, anyways, I don't like like he's just kind of a jerk. He's, he's cold, but that's his character because he's raised by the Chiss, and they're not emotional beings, so he doesn't get emotional about things. He just sort of closes himself off. I'd like more about the Chiss. Yeah, it would be good to have like a novel f- based on the unknown region and stuff. But there was a supplement in one of the gamer issues. I think it was issue seven, where they did a little thing on like uh, Jag when he was at, like growing up with the Chiss. Cool. So yeah, I'll th- check it that was out. Uh, Elaine, it was Elaine Cunningham who wrote it. The author that did uh, Dark Journey, and she also wrote another supplement called uh, The Apprentice when Jaina was apprenticed to Kip during the Dark Journey <sighs> era. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that Kip. good. <laughs> I, I was at a friend's party last night, like for his birthday, and I just remembered a bad joke that could so well fit right in here. But Why don't you tell it, Sebastian? But then I'd I'd have to play the whole you know mature audience thing again. Oh, just I, do it, I, Sebastian. I just do it. Ah, uh, fuck it, just for James. You know, Kip. Like I don't know, J- Jaina would be so, so. Master Kip, what's a G spot? It's what's right at the end of my fingers. See, that's that's why. I can hear more bugs. The crickets are rubbing their legs. <laughs> Dead silence there. Wow, I was pretty, pretty bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Ouch, jeez. I don't think I've heard of that one, like a bad joke, in like a year. Yeah. So we're, that's never going to happen again? That was horrible. I we know. just won't beg him next time. I know. <laughs> we'll like, just say, oh, okay, no, it's okay. It's never fine. mind. <laughs> that's it. Like, next time, never mind. Don't make me say jokes because that's, that's just wrong. That's just wrong, 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 bad. Okay. So, do you think Legacy is going to be a series to keep tracks of and buy the books? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most definitely follow up. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, I want to take a second to mention the fact that I'm really disappointed by the Swarm War coming out on ebook on April 4th. So far away. Why can't they release it sooner? That's that's exactly what I was thinking. There's there's like yeah, what is it what sense. is it stopping you? What's, why can't you release it? I guess earlier? I guess they want to sell the books. Is it? I guess it's less expensive to get it on ebook. It's a little bit le- less expensive, but not that much. Like three dollars less or yeah. something. Yeah, that's it. It's about. And actu- what? Actually, it's exactly it's like fifty cents less because it's in all it's in U.S. So okay. it's only fifty cents less. It doesn't make um, that much sense to me. No, I guess not. No. All right, Audrey. Uh, do, you, do you think it's going to be a, a, a series to, to follow really closely? And well, I'm intrigued to see how it starts, at least. I, I I believe that I'll be reading the whole series. I can't see anything dissuading me from reading it. Um, but I'm just really interested in seeing some of the loose ends from this series tied up and to see where they take some of the characters in the next series. So I will definitely be following the legacy. I, I'm kind of anxious to see uh, what Karen Travis does in the... Uh, Post um, Return of the Jedi era, because it's like she's only done prequel stuff as to now. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to do, see what she does with the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to see how it starts off, and I want to see more Vong. I, I loved the Vong, so I hope they bring them back because I want to see how the Vong have changed since the end of the war. Because they were on the cusps of a major cultural revolution mm-hmm. at the end of Unifying Force. And I want to see, have they really changed or have they not? Or if, like, these new dark siders, I guess, that show up in Legacy, which I think will be uh, Lady Lumia leading them at least a little bit, or she'll show up at some point. Um, I hope you see that. I hope you see... If the Vong, if there are any Vong that aren't happy with their place on Sonoma Seacott and want to rebel, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see how the Empire is doing, how um, the Huts are doing, how you know the whole smugglers' lines. Sort of touch base with everything that touch base with everything that you know that wasn't touched base in the Swarm War, basically. Uh, Swarm War was out in the unknown regions, places where we don't have a map. We have no idea where it is. We've no idea where Corbu is and Tinupe and, uh, and uh, all these little, little. It's true. They're going to have to make a map now for the unknown regions. Exactly. Make them known. <laughs> make them more, at least a little bit more known. Yeah. Because we're going in there, mm-hmm. which I think is great. No, I don't. Because my fictional planet is in there, uh, <laughs> so I want to keep its 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 profanity safe. It's. Well, it's still a big chunk of the galaxy. Yeah, that's They're it. They're just exploring so a little corner. There's a lot of... S- and we don't even know where Celia, Celia is. The Chith homeworld is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's here. Unknown regions. That's it's it. Unknown regions, and it's inside there. Where? Mm-hmm. We don't know. We've been there, but we don't know where. I guess we've been there with we a blindfold. We coordinates, on. but we don't know how to get there otherwise. <laughs> That's it. We don't know where do- those actual coordinates are yeah. on the grandeur map of the universe. And, like, there's lots of room in the galaxy, like you've seen in other novels, that they can always invent a planet in the middle oh, yeah. of anywhere they want, basically. It's not like space is small. I know. 
They got a lot of space. They got a lot of space, man. Lots and lots of space. All right. Well, Brian, do you think you're going to be able to wait until May 30th, 2006? No. No? No. I'm going to rob the bookstore. <laughs> so I, I, I guess we're going to try and have Aaron Alston come to the show before that. And I hope so. Try and, and get the worms out of his nose and tell, tell us everything. Tell us everything. We're going to, like... Rip out his implant and then go like, ha ha! Now you have to tell us everything. That's it. <laughs> but he's gonna be dead at that point. So I don't think about how well that'll. I don't know how well that'll work. So. Now here's the tricky question. You've you've both seen the cover for Betrayal, the first yeah, book of Legacy yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Brian's like, yeah, I don't want to believe it. <laughs> Why? Well, here's the thing. You the 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 New Jedi Order, the whole story of the book was basically told on the covers. Mm. But when you take a look at Betrayal. At the the Darkness trilogy, what's on the cover isn't necessarily what's in the book. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think that there's a lot of chances that maybe it's not Jason on the cover of the book? Maybe it's someone else. Well, maybe it's Jason that's betrayed. Somebody finds out about his daughter and betrays him. See, that, that could be true. But just like in Traitor, the betrayal could come from anywhere. That's right. You know, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see, yeah. and hopefully, time will pass by really, really, really fast, so we can actually read it soon enough. But until then, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna read the other books of the other of the other authors of the Star Wars universe. Yes, we have, and by other books, of course, I mean Tim Zahn's Hellbound Flight. Which is actually coming out next week. <laughs> so and, and, and I don't know how that bastard, Sebastian, Sebastard, got his damn dirty hands. On the, on the book, I know. Yeah, you bastard. I ordered mine like three, four weeks ago. You know what the funny thing is? It's I have this, I had this 15% rebate coupon for chapters, mm-hmm. which was good until January 31st. So, yesterday I said, to myself, well, I'm going to go to Chapters right before going to my friend's party, because it was close to there, and I'll just buy Houtbound Flight, which I, belo- I I really believed was actually out last week, and uh, because Danny got it. And I, f- I said, well, you know, I can use it then. So I, I went straight upstairs, and there it was on top of the shelf. There were six copies. I, I'm guessing there still are some, so we can probably run there tomorrow, Brian. And no, I, I, it's no point. You'll just wait? I'll wait. Okay. And uh, I just like picked it up, checked the price. I'm like, ouch! Oh yeah, it's like thirty-seven ninety-five. I'm so glad I bought it at the. I'm getting it at the co-op. Yeah, it'll be thirty bucks. But I got the fifteen person off, so I was really happy. So about you got it. it for about like thirty-seven dollars. Uh, yeah, something like that. So they have an you updated have the the rewards card too, so you get your extra ten percent. I actually did, don't have the rewards card. I'm I'm working on that. So, so, oh my God! They don't have inside the the slipcover. They don't have the the Legacy of the Force era written down. Well, that's because it's not a Legacy of the Force. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They have no, Sith era, prequel, classic, yeah. New Republic, and New Jedi Order. What can I say? Not much you can say. I, I can't say anything for my friends at Del Rey and Lucas Books. Sorry, that sucks. But. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to go listen to a clip of the uh, Tim's Zahn interview from the Fan Force party back at the uh, Indianapolis Star Wars Celebration Fan Force party. 
during the Star Wars Celebration 3. And uh, we'll be right back with Danny on the air because he, uh, he received the book, he read it, and he's going to tease all of you about that book. I might just take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll be right back on Star Wars Sound Direct after this few moments. So welcome to Star Wars Sound Direct, none other than Timothy Zahn. Hi. One of, the, one of the best writers in the expanded universe. Thank the, you very the, much. The one whom uh, we recommend this book to begin with. Yeah. Of course, the uh, Heir to the Empire trilogy. And, of course. Uh, and the upcoming, Outbound Flight. Outbound can you, Flight, can yes. you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Outbound Flight is sort of a prequel to Survivor's Quest. Okay. Uh, when I was asked to do both books, actually I was asked a couple of years apart, mm-hmm. uh, it occurred to me that since... Survivor's Quest was going to come out before Outbound Flight, mm-hmm. I would link the two stories. Okay. So it's like they are a, a, a duology separated by 50 years and written in reverse order. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So all the little plot threads that people complained about in Survivor's Quest at, that I never answered, Explain, yeah. those get explained in Outbound Flight. Oh. You see what happened to the ship and why it got to, how it got to where it was in Survivor's Quest. So we'll have to read back Survivor's Quest. And oh, absolutely. understand everything. <laughs> or uh, read them in t- chronological order, Outbound yeah. Flight and Survivor's Quest, and see yeah. if it matches up. Yeah. I, I personally really like Survivor's Quest. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking really much forward for Outbound Flight Project. Uh, Coming out from Delray, October 25th. Okay. They required me to say that. <laughs> uh, will we see uh, Joris, uh, the, the Jedi? The original Joris Sabiath is there. Okay, um, that's how you pronounce it. okay. They didn't ask me when they did the first audio tapes, so the wrong pronunciation has been out there for 14 years now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> uh, the main characters would be Joris Sabiath. You have Lorana Ginsler, Dean Ginsler's sister. Okay. You have a young George Cardass, and you'll see where he gets started to okay. where he winds up through uh, weaving through my books. Okay. And uh, Kim and Doriana, aide to Senator Palpa- to uh, Chancellor Palpatine, oh. and secret spy in the Chancellor's office okay. for Darth Sidious. So there's a link with the prequels uh-huh. and the, the movies there. I'm linking prequels. I'm, I'm linking all my books and trying to link as much of the of the movies as I can. Oh. And uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are in the first half of the book as well. Oh, that's incredible. So I'm sure it's going to be very much interesting to read. I hope people like it. Yeah. I can't tell myself if a book is any good that I've, re- <laughs> I've written. Yeah. A little bit biased. Is that? <laughs> well, I can't tell. I'm too close to it. I can't tell if it's going to be something people like or not. Did you enjoy writing it? Oh, I enjoyed it very much. Great. So, uh, thanks a lot, Tim. And You're welcome. You, you can be sure that we'll be uh, emailing you to do a more in-depth interview okay. about Outland Flight, your previous work and everything. Okay, sounds good. And thanks a lot, Tim. Talk to you guys later. Yeah, see you around. Okay, okay. bye. Thank you. And welcome back to Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to tease you all about the Outbound Flying Project. The next upcoming book, which, which is coming out this Tuesday, officially. Uh, Danny is on the phone with us. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Danny? Very good. So, you got the book. Oh, yes. Early, of course. But not of course, it's mostly chapters who put them out early. <laughs> and they, they actually put them out on the shelves early this week. I was surprised by by what you mentioned. Usually, 
those who order it get it instantly, but they wait yeah. for the shelf usually, but not this time. That's it. Like for some reason, they they've been redeeming themselves for letting the 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 shelves get out like really like long after in yeah. the past. So prefer uh, order it on the, the website because it's cheaper. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. I had this coupon. That's my only excuse. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do you want to know? What happens in the outbound flight project? <laughs> well, let's say the first 100 pages of the book are okay. Let's say it's a situation I think that was put in by Tsmatizan just to introduce the characters. So. You have Anakin and Obi-Wan who follow uh, Joris Sabiot on a planet. Palpatine send him there because the funding for the outbound flight has been uh, blocked by the Senate. Joris Sabiot, who is as much insane as his clone in Air to the Empire. You think his clone is crazy, but the, the original Sabiot is crazy too, so. <laughs> It's scary, you can see. Uh, when you read the book. Basically, the, the first 100 pages have two storylines. One, which is mostly about Tron. You got uh, George Cardass, who uh, end up in the unknown regions, and he's captured by Tron. And from there, Tron learns basic from him, because Tron doesn't know how to speak basic uh, at the start of the book. So he learns with Cardass, and Cardass, Uh, learn how to talk the different shift language, basically. And the second part is, like I said, uh, Sabiot goes back to uh, a planet to uh, do a mediation, and he goes with his uh, Padawan, Lorana Zingler, which she's called. And basically, it's just to... It's a situation uh, led by Palpatine in some way just to get Sabiot Uh, I praise for his action, and so he can get back his uh, his funding for outbound flight. It's simply a situation to introduce the characters, and he could have his funding back for the outbound flight project. So I think all the first part of the book, the 100 pages, I think they're very long. They they could just have add the funding and start right there instead of, you know, going a little bit too long about that. And you can see the Alba, the, the flight itself only launched at the F point in the, in the book. So at chapter 13, the flight begins. So you have half the book, you're drooling about seeing the flight launching, but it's not about that. The book itself doesn't have a lot of space battle. Okay. It's mostly character development all the way through the book. You, you learn a lot about the Shis families, the Shis army, and the Shis culture, basically. You see how all those things work together. You learn that the, uh, the Shis are fighting the Vagari, I think they are called. You see that Tron d doesn't like the fact that the Shis, they cannot struck first. They have to wait and defend themselves. You know, the, the rule that uh, you can see also in the uh, Darkness Trilogy. 
they cannot attack first. They need to be provoked to attack. Yeah. So Tron doesn't like that rule. So all the way through the book, the authorities are pursuing him uh, and want to condemn him for some action he took against the Vagahari. But there's a reason for that. You will learn it later during the book. What can I say? I, I have some notes here that I took <laughs> during my bus trip, so I'm going to try and figure out what I wrote in. It was a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Our, the roads in Quebec are so great. Yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, we know that Anakin and Obi-Wan are part of the outbound flight project, at least for the first leg, but Smith will do that and them to the outbound flight to uh, not spy on Sabiot, but just, just look how the flight goes. And he just learns about this, and he finds a way to get them off there because <laughs> he wants to destroy the outbound flight. So he doesn't want Anakin to be there. <laughs> Three quarters of the book, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan leave, do a mediation. So they're not in the book uh, at the end when all the action is going on. Uh, I don't think Anakin or Obi-Wan were necessary in that book. I think they maybe put them in just to have a, the novel sell better <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think the story could have gone without them. Something interesting that could make some of the fans uh, reflect Obi-Wan Kenobi as a green lightsaber. Oh, cool. So uh, if you want to trace, uh, I think there's a thread on uh, on our boards about that, so uh, maybe uh, do some research about that. I'm not sure about why it's green. Uh, I think it's just before Attack of the Clones. For those who read Survivor's Quest, there's a lot of characters and things that are referenced to that. There's Different characters that like Chess Ulyar, Bray Starkosa, Lorena Zingler, Jorad Presser, George Cardas, and Aristocrat Frumpy of the Shis uh, Ascendancy. All those persons are also in that book, a uh, younger version, of course, since it's uh, 50 years earlier, I think. The Delta ship that Luke and Mara take at the end of Survivor's Quest and goes aboard a Vegahari ship, it's in there. I'm gonna edit something, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to spoil us everything. You know? Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm looking at something. I'm gonna spoil a big thing. Nah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> because Brian Brian is a big fan of the NGO series. Uh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hold on. I'm gonna leave the room. Okay. <laughs> he's getting up. He's about to leave the room. <laughs> okay, he's gonna tell it. Okay. Uh, Audrey, you want to follow him? Because can you hear me? No. Okay. Go, Bri Go, Danny. Okay. Uh, there's a reason why Tron wants to attack first and get rid of the Vagahari. That's because earlier. Wait! 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 What? <laughs> okay. You can go. <laughs> okay. Because earlier, the Shis have been battling with the far outsiders. Oh. Which we know are the Yuzan Vong. Ah. So they they have been confronting the uh, advanced reconnaissance fleet okay. of the Yuzan Vong and Tron knows that this fleet those invaders are super strong and they have biotechnology. You know they know all that those things. And Tron doesn't want to have to fight the Vagahari. Yeah. And on the other side, the Yuzan Vong at the same time. That makes sense. So he wants to kick the va Vagari butt 
as soon as possible. He doesn't want to have to wait and being provoked. <laughs> they just will not be able to fight uh, a three-way war. Okay, well that's 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 big enough because we've got Brian humming in the back <laughs> in the background okay. right now. <laughs> you know? Are you, are you done yet, Danny? Yeah, we're done. Uh, let me say that. Uh, no, I'm not done yet. So all those listeners. Just are, are you done spoiling me though? For one minute, close the volume down. Okay. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> you guys are better go upstairs. I'll, I'll I'll scream for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, they're, they're. Can I go now? No, they're moving up. They're moving <laughs> up. They're going up the stairs right now. So all those listeners, turn down your volume for a couple of uh, minutes, maybe, or uh, okay. if you dare, listen to me. We're good. We're good. You can okay. you can go now. Sidious also knows about the far outsiders. Oh. The reason why he wants to get rid of the Jedi is because he wants order in the galaxy and he wants to build an army to be able to confront those invaders. So is that the actual truth behind the clone army? I hope not, because that's something that the EU has built. Okay. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith, It's Palpatine, uh, it's Sidious who builds everything. I don't think he, he does that because of the EU, because of the Yuuzhan Vong. That's a nice thread to know, but I don't think we have to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Because yeah. I think the original idea be behind the, the rise of the Sith is to get back at the Jedi. It's not to defend the galaxy against the Vong. Yeah, that's it. But, but yeah, it's probably part of they put it that way. Timothy Zahn put it that way that it's he knows about it. He never met uh, the fourth side. He just heard about it. Okay. And at the end of the book, Tron, by the way, of uh, Sidious, Sidious aides, because he has an assistant that is with the the the, the Shis at that point. They trade combat information about the battle that the Shis have. have done with the Yuuzhan Vong. Okay. So for the future. And at the end, they like the... I hope the next time we meet, we will join forces to fight the far outsiders. You know? Ooh. So that's kind of... Uh, suggestive. Suggestive that Tron will be in the Empire later. You know? That's nice. So they can come back now. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'm going to scream for them. You can come back now! <laughs> no more spoilers? Thank God. Okay, Danny, you can... You can say to them that it's huge spoilers. Yeah, it's, it's huge spoilers? It's, it's a huge spoiler. Okay. Hold on a second. What? No, no. That's impossible. No, it's very possible, Smash. How come? It's not true. You're not smart like you thought you were. <laughs> well, uh, actually... So, so, Danny, what kind of a spoiler is it? Okay, I'm plugged in now. A huge spoiler. A huge? Yeah. Is it going to affect how I think about Luke? No. No, not Luke. Not Luke. Thrawn? No, not Thrawn. No, not necessarily, no. Palpatine? No, not Palpatine. Anakin? No, not Anakin. Obi-Wan? No, not Obi-Wan. Speaking to the mic, Audrey. 
you just asked if I had a Kenobi one. Well, just you, buy the book and read it. You, you want us to spoil you, or you don't? No, want, no. Well, there you stop asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, but I want to know. But uh, how do you want to know? Uh, no, no. Okay, I, I didn't mention the Alban flight yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> He's right. <laughs> he didn't. So what? What could we? But, but uh, Sebastian, there's a link between Alban flight and the reason why this person wants to destroy it, and blah blah blah, with the the, the link I just the spoiler I just mentioned. So okay. But it's go- it's going to change. About that. It's going to change the way they're going to see Mace Windu after that, isn't it, Danny? We can tell them that. What? It's going to change that. It's it's going to change. That that's the one thing that's going to change is that they're not going to see Mace Windu the same way. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Stop teasing them. <laughs> There's nothing about Mace Windu. Ah. So. Oh. Thanks, Danny. You're so mean to me. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to talk a little bit about Sabiet, uh, how he is insane. Since he's the, like, project manager or the, the person in charge, uh, right after the, uh, the Alban flight launches, uh, they, they will do some test jumps inside the Republic and then go into the unknown region and then outside the galaxy. So the book occurs during the, the the first few legs inside the uh, you know the, the Republic, and obviously, as we know in Survivor's Quest, the last one uh, when uh, the Alban sign is destroyed, it is uh, in the unknown region. Uh, okay. Sabiot is crazy because he wants everything to be Jedi. There's been there's uh, I think fifty. Uh, 50,000 passenger about Alban flight and they all have been trained a uh, couple of years be technicians uh, to, know to, to know what to do about Alban flight but as soon as the Alban flight launches everything changes uh, Sabi, uh, there's like I think 18 Jedi's aboard and they want the Jedi to control everything They want he wants to uh, the Jedi to be able to uh, control the ship, able to uh, fire the turbo batteries, the laser batteries. Uh, he wants to know how to repair the hyperdrive. How to? Uh, he takes over everything, even part of this selection process for the uh, the crew has been decided by the fact that some uh, some of the crew are force sensitive. Hmm. Because he decided to build an academy. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, uh, the ship in the storage tank in the middle. That's where he he, he built his academy. And doesn't matter doesn't matter the age of the child, eight eight to ten or whatever. He begins training, and their parents are with them. So you can see how he sees the future of the Jedi. It's not mm. the same. He, he he has robbed some children from their parents. Even if the parents didn't want to, mm-hmm. he, he overruled the captain of the ship. Uh, he overruled everybody, and you know, he go only his way. He's a real tyrant. Near even at the end, he's, he's turned to the dark side. I, I must say that. What can I 
mention Sabia uh, uses the Jedi meld, no? Like in the NGO series? Mm-hmm. So he can link all the Jedi. If they put uh, the Jedi in the turbo batteries, he can control them all at once. So uh, if they, they want to fire at a target, he can fire every turbo laser simul- simultaneously. Well, that's... Uh, the that target, because he, he's with the Jedi meld... That's it, but it also takes us all the way back to the uh, the Air of the Empire trilogy when he does that to go through planetary shields. That's it. So, that's a very good, like, you know, roundup with his first book series. There's a, there's a reference to 1138 in there. Uh-huh. Also, on page uh, 268. It's just the coordinates. It's 11.538-something. So... <laughs> Just for those interested in that. So, uh, so you me and you. know that the Vagahari are the ones who uh, invented the interdictor field technology. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, Tron discovered that because it's not the, the Shis, it's the Vagahari. Tron learned that, and obviously the Republic learns about that a, uh, a little bit later. Okay. Cool. I don't want to mention that spoiler. I think you've said enough. <laughs> I think you've teased the fans for enough for one evening. Yeah, let's say that uh, we see the genius. There, there's very few battles in the Alban fight, but you see the genius of uh, Tron. He knows how, he's a great strategist, and he knows how to influence people around him. All right. That's a great thing about the, that book. Uh, also, after, uh, let's say that Tron agrees to destroy Alban flight for Sidious. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. But at one point, he give a chance to Sabiot. He, sa- he goes aboard Alban flight and says, I, I will give you one hour, turn back, and you will live. Oh. If you don't, that's it. will blow the shit out of you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sabiot is so into his flight and into his project, he, he, he just keeps on. You, you don't know the power of the Force, and you don't have a clue what we can do with, with the Jedi. We, uh, Jedi are the ultimate power of the galaxy. That's how he says it. Okay. Okay. So at one point, the battle begins, of course. I won't tell how it goes or how he succeeded to kill everyone aboard. Let's see, but at one point, Sabiat force choke Tron in his ship, like Darth Vader does through different ships, you know? He cool. can force choke a, a person on the on a other ship. So. So Sabio does the th- same thing to Tron, and Tron has to do something, and the only thing he has, he can do, is launch something that kills everybody. Well. Okay. I guess, I guess that's pretty clear for, as to why he takes the Asala Mirian afterwards. Around Jedi's. Probably, yeah. Force choke me once, but don't force choke me twice. But what's interesting is that the the, the flight is doesn't explode. We know in Survivor's Quest that they crash on the on the planet. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss about that more next time. Okay. Or like sometime other than next time, when everyone has read the book. And uh, thank you very much for uh, for being with us. Yes. While you're here, however, I'm going to take a second to mention the fact that uh, 
we want to revise the number of hours of diffusion of diffusion <laughs> airing of airing of the show okay and uh, we're up to 423 hours or 17.6 days of yeah. Star Wars on direct there's 154 episodes up to that up to the day you did the last uh, the last stats and there's 45 exclusive interviews on the show. It's quite a bit. So, and there's more to come. And going, and going, and, and going. going. You guys run on Energizer batteries. Exactly. That's right. You're, no. So, uh, let me see that my preview, it's been a little hectic, and I was reading some notes here and there, so it doesn't make any sense necessarily. <laughs> But uh, it's a really good book. I give it a 9 out of 10. That's good. So uh, if you like character development, you will learn a lot about the shifts. Okay. Uh, a lot about uh, how uh, Tron develops into uh, a great strategist. Uh, you learn a lot about the ruling families and the conflict there there is between them. Okay. So it's interesting because each of them wants the outbound flight, hmm. the, the the ship. Okay. Uh, because it's loaded with technology, droids, and all that. Yeah, that's it. And the family who got gets it is the more powerful, and it could have it could get a, a civil war between the ships. So. Huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's definitely something to look for. And uh, should people actually read Survivor's Quest before reading Outbound Outbound Flight? No, I don't think so because. They will just be messed up. Okay. Uh, and I think read Alban Site and reading Alban Site just got me the desire to reread Survivor's Quest. Survivor's Quest because now I know the details uh-huh. and I can all link everything up. And you can follow up pretty much. Okay. So in Survivor's Quest, we have all the answers, but you got nothing else. So you can thread it's a lot of plot points missing. You don't know how come it's that way. But with Alban Flat, everything is set in perfectly. All right. So I suggest that you read Alban Flight followed by Survivor Quest by Survivor's Quest. There are 50 years, but some characters are the same. And uh, good read. All right. Well, thank you very much for being with us, Danny. No problem. So we'll talk to you maybe next week. Yes. Bye now. Bye. All right. Well, this 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 is a pretty good close-up for the show. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. So the next show is going to be on February 5th, 2006. But it's like Super Bowl night. Uh-huh. So what should we do? A special coverage of the Super Bowl or something? No. Why not? I don't even know who's going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, nor do I. I think I could find out. <laughs> so we don't have a subject yet, but we'll come up with one before... Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Of course, if you've got any suggestion that you would like that you would like us to make a show on, you can send it to us at studio at swendirect.com. That's also good for any comments about tonight's show. If you want, you can also leave some comments on our blog and our new message boards, which can be found over at the website. If you'd like to become a partner or a sponsor and be mentioned in the wonderful ads that we have during the show... You can send an email to info at swendirect.com. 
If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show, add our URL to your message boards and signatures and all that, and just, you know, talk about us. And thank you to those fans who talked about us on the uh, official site forums in the past few weeks. Uh, we are not, we weren't announcing that we were interviewing Troy Denning tonight. We will be interviewing Troy Denning in the near future. I don't want to foreclose a date yet because we want to keep keep the date open for, you know, Troy to make sure everything's okay and he doesn't have anything else to do. And uh, other than that, just uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much for the publicity. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, of course, FederationToys.com, SetClan.net, Simple-Net.ca, our web host, and the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com. We also would like to take a second to take all to thank all of the following partners. In the BloodOnline.com, new project of Victor Mayer, the uh, head of Jedi Talk, PlanetFandom.com, hail to the fanboys and girls, where you can also found find FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict Autodrama, which sadly doesn't seem to have a second part in coming, but you know it was under production, but it's postponed until further notice. Anakin and his angel.com, nerve-herder-anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter, who are keeping collectors on target and giving us great images of great stuff, such as the modded uh, Republic gunship, which is really cool looking. And of course, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate message boards, and StarWarsFanWix.com, the home of fan audio, available at StarWarsWithAZ.com. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Ow! You bastard! You didn't mean that, did you? Or did you mean to do that? I wish you I killed Brian! <laughs> son of a bitch! Brian was falling you asleep. motherfucking son of a... <laughs> Brian was falling asleep. No, I wasn't. I was yawning. So I, I took. I, I've been playing with an elastic, and I just like sent it to him, but it got right in hit me right in the forehead, right in the middle of the. I think I popped your zit, dude. You, I, no, I did not. So thank you all for coming to the show tonight. Of course, all these links of the people we just uh, talked about will be av- are available to our website at StarWarsOnDirect.com. That's WEndirect.com. Uh, I don't. I don't really think I have anything to say. You know what? I figured out who's going to the pit- to the Super Bowl. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. Pittsburghs or Seattle? I'm going for Seattle. Brian? Gen Con in Seattle. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. What's, what, what's your take on it? Steelers have upset everyone, so Steelers. Steelers? Audrey, just call someone. The Seahawks, why not? Alright. Well, there you go. I don't know. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Packers this year. The Packers mir- just like mirrored to win again. Oh, wait, they're not playing. <laughs> no, they aren't. Ah, uh, well. For all the crew here at Star Wars on Direct, this is Sebastian, your host, saying see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
be sure to visit www.swanzerich.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.